Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Hello, all the dudes. Welcome to Dude, That's Fucked Up. I'm Aaron. I'm Nicole. Let's just get to it. Let's get in. Let's. We got. We got so much okay, to cover. The excitement for this episode is so high. It's uh, so high. It's gonna be fucking weird. It's gonna be. It's gonna make you blush. Oh yeah. Uh. It. This is the most. It's. You know what? It's not safe for work, but it is very safe for life. Well, none of our things are. Nothing <laughs> we do say is safe for work. No, just make sure your uh, your headphones don't come unplugged in front of your like mom or dad or siblings. Yeah, your grandma, maybe oh. your grandma. She'd probably be like, "Okay, cool," but I don't know. I don't know your grandma. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, All right, yeah. But before we get into it, we're gonna. So last week we shared a um, we shared a really fun story uh, and fucked up story, obviously, from Asha who told us about her boyfriend snake and how her uh involuntary involuntary snake slaughter <laughs> how she involuntarily snake slaughtered it i don't know how you would say that yeah uh dramatically dramatically <laughs> yeah but also it's kind of like whatever anyway we had a lot of unanswered questions and i think she could tell so she sent us a follow-up because she listened mm. to it because i texted her and i was like oh girl like you're the highlight of this week's episode and like entirely about her and right. putting her on blast a little bit totally but, <laughs> but she sent us a story so it's fine um so I just wanted to read uh what she kind of like sent us uh as a follow-up really okay. quick so um she goes ladies firstly thought I'd say you did the snake story a right old treat oh <laughs> she sounds like That's- an old British person <laughs> A right old treat. I a like it. Right old treat, love. A uh, treat, treat, treaty, treat, treat. <laughs> mm, treat yourself. Mm, treat yourself. You had me in stitches giggling, particularly snake slaughter. Oh, and all the Duna puns. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd add a few extra comments after listening to your comments. So apparently snakes do go into hibernation in the cold months, but that's just wild snakes, not pet snakes who've never needed to, nor even know how to. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> and like are provided with like a heat lamp. environment yeah heat yeah. lamp and like not being outdoors <laughs> uh the second thing from her is yes the snake gook got on us and she just leaves it at that there's no uh, she probably doesn't want to go into it to be honest oh i'm sh- I, uh, yeah i don't really want to know yeah i don't want to know um and then she provides us with a fun fact Fun fact is that he had named this beloved snake Jose Eduardo Conseco. The snake had a full-blown <laughs> legit name for God's sake. I swear he loved that thing almost more than he loved me. Uh, uh, Jose Conseco is a very famous baseball player. Yes, but I'm very upset. And obviously this man wasn't very smart because he should have named it <laughs> Jose Conseco. Doy. Doy. <laughs> what are you, stupid? It's Conseco. Oh my god, this guy. This it's everything is his fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jose Conseco. Oh, poor Jose Conseco. Oh. AKA Jose Eduardo Conseco. 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 Oh. <laughs> right. Well, only if you're like smart like us. Um yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'm almost done. So, and then she says, also, lastly, I wasn't going to share this initially as thought it sounded so creepy that I held it off. But look, why not? One cruel thing my ex did to me in a jokingly fun manner related to the snake was this. He would put me inside a duna cover and then tie the ends of it and let the snake off around me. Knowing it couldn't. What the fuck? Yeah. 
Oh, like that's torture, essentially. Oh, man. Uh, She says, knowing it couldn't actually touch me or get to me, but was roaming around kind of able to. He would do it for like a minute. It, It happened like three times. Ha ha ha, young love definitely makes you blind. Okay, over and out. <laughs> oh my god. Ugh, what an asshole. I do remember that. She told us at work once uh, about that, and I was like, that's fucked up. And then we were, we were like joking that, that it wasn't really a snake, it was his dick. <laughs> and then it's like a next level Dutch oven. Like, yeah. it's so fucked up. Um, yeah, so mm, that sucks. What a butthole. Yeah. Well. Oh, Asha. Thanks for the update and the um, filling in some blanks there. So good. All right. Uh, and then we have another story uh, from our our sweet angel, uh, Quincy. Uh, he's the greatest. Uh, he's the Michelle to my Romy. Um, <laughs> no. I just tag him in everything Romy and Michelle related I find from like BuzzFeed. <laughs> He must be like, oh, God, get the fuck out of here. We're not real friends. Uh, This is in response to our pickup artist episode. Uh, So he I'll just get into it. The the subject line is the straight passing gay. (laughs) He said, first off, you guys are amazing. And I love the podcast. So damn much. Thanks, Quincy. Uh, We love you so damn much. Yeah, you're the best. Wednesday is quickly becoming my favorite day. Aw. Mm. Uh, in light of the week's episode, which I was saying is the uh, pickup artist episode, he said, I have to tell you guys about the one and only time I've ever been hit on at a bar, which I don't think that's true, Quincy. No. Um, so a year or so ago, my friend and I go out to a drag show, Sans Boyfriends. Uh, about an hour into sitting, crowd watching, a guy spills his drink on my crotchal area. <laughs> This fool then proceeds to barehand rub me and ask, are you straight? No. Well, you look straight. Thanks. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, I don't on. know. It's Ugh. 2017. Yeah. And then he and in parentheses, he goes in my head. I'm just like, bruh, you do you know where we are? <laughs> Then he just grabs a handful, saying he'll dry it off. What the fuck? A I, handful I, of dong? A handful of dong, <laughs> I'm assuming. <laughs> That's some bullshit. That's assault, brother. Um, uh, my only reaction was to slap his hand like a school teacher and tell him, girl, no. <laughs> Long story short, this is why my friend and I person, pretend to date when our boyfriends are not around. Oh, um, yeah, fair. Yeah, he said. P.S. My fiance is now a fan. I guess I can marry him. Oh, <laughs> oh, God bless. Uh, hi, fiance. Oh, hi, fiance. Oh, what is, we? I want to know fiance's name. I know. Me too. It's is fiance, fiance in the Facebook group? <gasps> I don't know. Oh, I hope so. Add him to the group, Quincy. Yeah. Adam's the group. Okay, I'll just finish it. He says, I love you guys. Keep up the good work. Quincy, the one that comments on every post ever. <laughs> uh, thanks, Quincy. Oh, thanks, Quincy. I love that You're story. Um, I love it and I hate it because no one should I be hate- going around grabbing people's junk. That pisses me off that people just are disrespectful to people like that. Yeah. Makes me mad. Oh, me too. <sighs> well, mm. let's see. Anything else? Um, I don't think we have any 
more business. Uh, did you want to share anything fucked up from this week? Um, I don't really have anything. Do you have anything? No. Now that I don't have somewhere where I go to work every day and have other people's lives I can talk about on the mm. podcast, it's hard. Uh, Fair. But I don't have anything fucked up. But, I don't either. But I do have something cool because we're really big fans of the show Broad City. Mm-hmm. And they started making sex toys. Like, yeah. they have their own They have, line. like, branded sex toys, yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll plug it at the end, but the the there's like a whole array like there's like vibrators and uh like oh you uh there was this one thing it's like a little egg it's like an egg sleeve for dudes and it's like it's like it makes like a little vagina thing or or like a little butthole thing and you could like a like a pocket pussy yeah yeah or butt butthole or a butthole a pocket butthole a a a pocket butthole (laughs) Uh, damn it. <laughs> What's a, like an attache butthole? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a, a, a briefcase butthole. I'm just thinking of like clothing and accessories for some reason. I don't know. Uh, uh, a boho bag butthole. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Oh my God. Whatever yeah, so it's a whole, it creates like a sleeve slash hole for your dong yeah. and then you masturbate with it. That's uh, cool. This may be a good time as we transition into our topic mm. to give a warning to our um, family members, which I mean, don't uh, listen. This shouldn't be. We're not going to share any personal experiences, I don't think. Um, but uh, we are going to. We be, might. Well, we might. We don't know. I had to. Ha- I had some whiskey. Uh, to ease into this topic because it's a it, it's a little embarrassing I guess to talk about or a little like taboo it shouldn't be it, it shouldn't, shouldn't be. be it's your body uh, mm-hmm. but we're gonna be talking about the history of the vibrator today um, yeah which in itself is an electronic yeah so I mean this shit they could sell it at Best Buy but yeah uh yeah so we're just that's what we're gonna be talking about today there may be personal anecdotes or product plugs or things that we talk about uh or butt plugs or butt plugs <laughs> I'm just kidding. oh the broad uh, city line also has a butt plug i i saw that yeah it's yeah. a good one it's good yeah. i'm not i don't know it's uh yeah so you know just in case mm-hmm. mom dad brothers <laughs> oh my brother doesn't listen yeah <laughs> my brother does oh okay hi brett and, <laughs> yeah hi brettster <laughs> Uh, so yeah, just a, a little, uh, little caveat. Yeah, this is science-based, it's fact-based, it's not, we're not gonna be, it's not gonna be pornographic or anything. No. Oh, no, no, no. But, you know, people may be We're shy. very profesh. Yeah, people may be shy about this type of thing. Yeah. Um, and before we kind of get into the history of the vibrator, we wanted to talk about why the vibrator was invented. I mean, we'll get into, like, the why, but, like, really... It, it is all, it all revolves around, as all things in a woman's life do, the clitoris or yeah. clitoris or, as Pete called it yesterday, the clitoris. And it, <laughs> clitoris. Sound, it sounded like a Ford Taurus. Taurus. <laughs> and I was just like, 
I was like, it's not clitoris. Uh, and then we talked about it for like five minutes and then he agreed with me. Because, um, uh, yeah, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> Which, do we think the plural of clitoris is clitorises or do we think it's clitori? Clitori. Oh, it is? I don't know. Oh, you said it so I like it better. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's just what I prefer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Clitori. That's, that's your preference. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, But we wanted to share some fun facts about the clitoris I guess before we get into the yeah history of the vibrator because it is why the vibrator is so awesome yeah right uh I think so I mean we women have women know what the fuck's up with their clits Mm -hmm. okay and they have since the dawn of time but there is a period (laughs) there's been periods of time where we go through some dark ages and like uh it it wasn't like explained or known or whatever and so I think it's just uh stuff happens and you're just like I don't know what this feeling is I don't know why I'm feeling this way so um of course there's everything usually revolves around penises so yeah um yeah but let's talk about the clit real quick yeah um so uh I had the question of well, I went down a Google rabbit hole uh, because yeah, I was like, I like that. This is your first question when you're like <laughs> wondering about clits. <laughs> well, uh, I know mine intimately, obviously. I know my own intimately, um, mm-hmm. but I don't know anybody else's. So I was <laughs> like, I wonder if there's ever been anyone born with two clitorises, a.k.a. with clitori. And um, I Googled it, and oh my gosh, yes, there is a condition. It's called bifid clitoris, and it it happens in 1 in 148,000 women. So that's pretty – that's like a a lot. It's basically – it's not really like two separate clits. It's kind of like the – it's like kind of like one that gets separated into two parts by like your anatomy or whatever. So it's still (laughs) overall one, uh, I think, but like maybe it has two heads or – (laughs) bottom line is you have to use both hands (laughs) I guess that's what it could be likened to because if some people don't know a clitoris is the most sensitive part externally on a woman's vagina yeah Uh, Uh, it's more sensitive than a penis there's it has more nerve endings than a penis does damn yeah it's like and it's kind of protected by like your labia majora yeah so it's in there. And we're, um, people aren't the only, uh, things, beings with clits. Uh, also, all mammals have them. Oh. Um, and the largest clitoris on record belongs to the hyena, who not only uses it to orgasm, but also uses it to give birth and urinate from, which. That's why they're laughing all the time. <laughs> They're having a blast. They're in love in life. Um, but in a human woman, those are all separate. So Yeah. It's important. The the clit is very important. Um, fifty to seventy five percent of women are able to achieve an orgasm via clitoral stim- clitoral stimulation alone. So everybody should know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh Yeah, by the time a woman reaches the age of 32, her clitoris is quadrupled in size. By the time they reach menopause, 
a woman's clitoris has grown seven sizes. Oh, it's like the Grinch's heart. <laughs> it grew seven times that day. <laughs> so something to look forward to. It's like the uh, one thing. For menopause. Yeah. yeah, the one thing. And also you don't get your period anymore when you hit menopause. Oh, yeah. That's but then, you know, hot flashes and stuff. Yeah. But that, right? yeah, but that helps to explain because you know how they say women mature, like, like men are in their sexual prime early, like in their 20s, mm. but women are in their sexual prime well into like their 30s, 40s, 50s. I think it's because their clitoris like keeps getting larger. It's like taking over their undercarriage. Oh, I love it. <laughs> taking over their undercarriage (laughs) oh my god Uh, um yeah and it i mean it's weird to think that it can grow seven times its size uh because like seven times its size when you like finally reach sexual maturity but um it is big like i mean if you if you've seen one or your own uh, they look so tiny and cute. It's like a little yeah. rosebud. The little man in a boat. <laughs> Is that what they call it? That's like a little slang term. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the little bean. Little bean. Little bean. Um, but actually, it's not little. That's it's like a fucking iceberg because it three quarters of it <laughs> are hidden beneath the surface. So you, th- it, it's like little on the top, and then it just like below the surface. It's like gargantuan. It's like a, it's like a, it's like an ice cave or something. Uh, Because on average, the female sex organ, the clitoris, is 3.5 to 5 inches long and 2.5 inches wide. Damn. Damn. Wow. That's so crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. But, but like, I think it goes inside and like, you know, that's why it's connected to like the G spot and there's like other spots that it's connected to that I didn't learn the letters of. It like goes inside of your vagina. It starts on yeah. the outside but goes into your vagina. Yeah, and it like helps out in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can like I guess stimulate it a little a little bit from other areas. Um right. so that's pretty interesting. Um and what what is also interesting is that I think because it lurks mostly below the surface, uh, scientists didn't really understand the full capacity of it until the fucking late nineties. What the fuck? Like, n- uh, no one knew about all of its capabilities and its power and its full size until the late nineteen nineties. Technically, nineteen ninety eight when. Um, there was a, a study done using MRI, uh, an MRI machine while w- women orgasmed and they could see like all the like neurons or whatever firing and all the blood wow. rushing to all to like the giant, you know, fucking deep sea whale. I don't know. It's like so uh, it's like it's so like- underground. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we knew these always existed, but. We couldn't prove it's it until so now. It's so elusive. Yeah. yeah. Um, God, because nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Even like Kinsey and Masters and Johnson, who were two huge, you know, um, they were just like huge scientists and, and uh, researchers in the field of sex and sexuality. Even they didn't fully understand. They definitely helped like yeah, shine a light they on were, it. But. Well, they literally did shine a light. They were the first ones to like, 
appear inside of a vagina while orgasm was happening. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like physically with the uh, – did you ever that watch wand. Masters of Sex? Oh, yeah. I love yeah. that show. It's great. It's so um, good. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So there is some debate about like the G-spot still to this day. Yeah. Like – or like the clitoris being connected to the G-spot. Yeah. Uh, so – and I was like looking into this really quick, and then I like, I like the clitoris. I just uncovered all of these things as I like looked a little deeper. Um, so I just like real quick like sidebar. Uh, the G spot is named after a Jewish German gynecologist named Ernst Grafenberg. Oh, so his last name starts with a G, so hence the G spot. It's the Grafenberg spot. The Grafenberg, yeah. <laughs> Stimulate that Grafenberg spot, guys. Uh, yeah, so it he figured out that there's, like, a, a place inside the vagina that, like, when it's stimulated, you can have an internal orgasm. Uh, so as I was, like, reading about that, I started reading about uh, his, his, like, his timeline a little bit. He also developed the IUD. Mm. Um, like, back in the early... Like early twenties, thirties. God bless. Um, God bless this man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was arrested by Nazis in <gasps> nineteen thirty-seven. Oh, uh, but motherfucking Margaret Sanger bailed him out of jail. <gasps> she she came and she like she ransomed his ass out of jail, <gasps> and then he came to the United States and he opened a practice in New York City. And this is one of the reasons that Margaret Sanger is one of the inspirations for Wonder Woman. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. so fucking cool. Yeah. Margaret Sanger. Just a little FYI. Get it, girl. Yeah. That's uh, some fucking badass shit. Oh. So just a real quick aside. Thought that was interesting. But yeah, so all oh that God. said, the clit and the G spot are probably definitely connected. So, yeah. but the G the the G spot's inside right. your vagina, and then the clit is on the outside. Yeah, and uh, I love that story. That's so cool. Yeah. about Margaret Sanger. Um, yeah, especially because I mean, uh, it's so weird that it we didn't really know the full like scale of it and. Uh, you know, until the ni- late 1990s. But also, it's not that surprising because if no. you look back through history, women's bodies, I mean, while men, like, wrote about them or drew them, they weren't that interested in learning more because they were obsessed with their own dicks. Yeah, like, definitely. It's it's so, it's no wonder that, like, there wasn't much about female anatomy that was known. Or, like, the sexual satisfaction of women and right. like their their actual like sexual desires and makeup and like stimulation and like what what how everything works down there they they purely were just like concerned about <laughs> their own which I mean yeah. if you think about okay well men made up all of science and like y- well they were the only ones allowed to do right. it for so long and so there it were some, all revolved around that there were some leaders like uh like Ernst Grafenberg, mm-hmm. excuse me, who, like, who were making, like, who were interested in learning more and discovering and all these things, but still, you know, there wasn't enough emphasis kind of put on it uh, yeah. until, like, you know, more women started joining the field and all this stuff, so. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, 
So it took a really, really long time to get men on board and find out what this little what this little guy's capable of. Yeah. So but we yeah, always it was, knew. We always knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there was like a time in history when the clitoris wasn't regarded as a part of like a, f- a female sexual organs. Yeah. Like it, they um, yeah, there was just no no thought or or scientific anything dedicated to this. So yeah. um, a, a lot of the the neglect of this very <laughs> important part of a woman's makeup led to something called hysteria, mm. which is a fucking shitty fucking term. Oh, We've been talking about, like, we've, like, floated the topic of women's hysteria out a few times. I'm so glad Mm -hmm. it's tying into this topic. Yeah. Because it's so interesting. It's basically a bullshit way to say, like, your wife's acting out of line or... Yeah, it's like, we can't figure out what's wrong with her. She just has hysteria. Right. Uh, uh, Because she's a woman. Like... Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um... So, like, and this is, like, a a really vague ailment, which is a blanket term for all kinds of issues, like, you know, depression, bipolar disorder, um, uh, postpartum depression, all kinds of stuff. Just general malaise, I guess. <laughs> um, and Dissatisfaction. Dissatisfaction. Like, it, it, this, the diagnosis of hysteria can be traced back to, like, ancient greece like ancient times um so yeah like through through the centuries like since ancient greece they just they called it the widow's disease uh they thought there was female semen Mm -hmm. and it was thought to be venomous if not released through regular climax or intercourse um yeah the 13th yeah yeah well so like they knew they knew that like something needed to happen yeah like a woman needed to orgasm, but they didn't know that's what it was at the time because they didn't associate it. Yeah. They didn't associate it with pleasure. Right. Right. It was more of like a stress release or whatever, which also is, but like, yeah. So, so having this in mind, like going through like the centuries, like the 13th century doctors understood that, uh, women did have libidos, uh, and advise them to relieve their sexual frustration with dildos, which cool. Tortoiseshell. Um, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 16th century physicians told Mary his- married hysterics to encourage their husband's lusts. Uh, unfortunately, probably didn't help with uh, too many wives because modern sexuality clearly shows that only about 25% of women experience orgasm consistently from intercourse. Mm. Just FYI. Um, yeah, like most women need direct clitoral stimulation. Yeah. And intercourse doesn't really do that. No. I mean, it can, but. Well, um, there are some positions, I guess, that get it closer. Yeah. But you probably need a free hand. Yeah. Or a toy. Yeah, or a toy. <laughs> um, and then they, by the 17th century, they were telling women, like doctors were telling women or like experts, whatever, were telling women to ride horses. <laughs> they were like, oh, just like get on a horse and. But that didn't really, that didn't really do it for people. No, um, that seems really like uh, uh, aggressive. Yeah, that seems really like I uh, I don't know that I feel like that would hurt more than it would 
feel good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. I don't I've know. never ridden a horse. Maybe our listeners have and they could tell us. But I've ridden a horse. Uh, it. Maybe I I'm mean, doing it wrong. I might be doing it wrong because <laughs> I was just more scared that I was going to fall off the whole yeah, time. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so like until the 20th century, like American and European physicians like didn't didn't like put it together that they didn't believe that women experienced sexual desire or pleasure. They just thought they were like, you know, there therefore male ejaculation and pleasure. And I don't know. Of course, physicians didn't ask women. There were no yeah. female physicians, so of course they would just like, oh god, that annoys me so much. Like, and then yeah, and so we've been socialized through the centuries to believe that if you're a proper woman or a proper lady, you don't have a sex drive, and you have to like fulfill duty to like take care of children. You know, Ugh. you are yeah, keep keep but and keep your husband happy, right? And and you know have the babies. So it kind of like yeah goes back to the quiverful episode where mm-hmm. it's like. Oh, you your your part is just to be a vessel for this dude. Like yeah. you don't have personal satisfaction. Right. You right. should be satisfied. Your satisfaction your children. Your, yeah, your yeah. satisfaction lies in in your duties as a wife and, and mother. Yeah. And give so. and giving your heart to Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, so how they were trying to solve this, they realized there was some connection, but weren't putting it together that women actually deserved and experienced sexual pleasure. But they and desire. But they started to figure out that when they gave this little being a lot of attention, women would feel good afterwards. Yeah, but they wouldn't refer to uh, orgasm uh, as an orgasm. They referred to it as a, uh, what's it called? Uh, paroxysm? Yeah, a paroxysm. Or? Yeah. Yeah. So we can look back on this now and be like, oh my God, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Women would go to the doctor and doctors would straight up masturbate them in their office. Yeah. Like with their hand. Like, uh, yeah. I don't even, I wonder how that like whole experience was because women this was as early as the 17th century right right yeah so you know people wore a lot of clothes and like uh, like people were very modest and 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 like I think in like men's minds they were like oh yes it's for health and then women were like yeah I'm gonna go to the doctor (laughs) it's your third Uh, time this week (laughs) oh I'm just so I just I'm, so, I'm feeling faint. I better go to the doctor. The you know? fever. Like, the fever. I need to break this fever. Yeah, but so there's just like no recognition. Like doctors were just doing this like super intimate thing to women, and women were also like not conditioned to think of it as sexual. It was right. just like something they needed to do for health. Well, when so, society is saying it's cool. You're like, yeah. cool, yeah, and they call yeah. it pelvic massage, so it's not even like, you know, they're just like, oh, it's a pelvic massage, and you're like, oh, cool, yeah, like, get the poison out. Yeah, you're you're basically, like, producing a crisis of a disease, which, like, the breaking of a fever to, like, and that's yeah. your duty as a doctor, yeah, like, yeah. to do, to induce this. So, yeah, so it became really popular in the Victorian era to help women, like, get this get the poison out or break the fever or whatever <laughs> and it was like meant to treat all kinds of ailments so it's like we we're like joking about like oh i just like 
oh, I have a stomach ache or I <laughs> have a headache. Oh, I, haven't, I haven't been able to eat for yeah. two meals. Or like, yeah, I'd be like, oh, um, I have uh, a pain in my neck. You could fucking go in there and make up anything. And they'd be like, now, yeah. Now, as horrifying as this sounds, like, there were worse treatments. Like, there is, like, a treatment where women would have all their teeth pulled out. <gasps> or, yeah. Or they'd just be, like, admitted to, like, a sanitarium and, like, locked oh, up, basically. Oh, my God. Well, we yeah. – yeah. Okay, so maybe we'll we'll do a separate episode on just hysteria because I didn't see all that. But uh, that's crazy. Uh, also, I, I feel like um, – and maybe this is kind of like a step in the direction of the vibrator, but men's like the doctors were like physically stimulating these women. Um, And so they started to kind of experiment with other things. And when I was researching the history of the vibrator there, and it was talking about like uh, pelvic massage, there was an image in the, um, in the Wikipedia article and it's basically a woman who's like spread eagle in a chair (laughs) naked just like sitting in a chair and there's a doctor who's like old timey with suspenders and like rolled up sleeves and he's he has like a fire hose and he's just (laughs) he's just super soaking her fucking vagina well her clitoris uh with this water and she's just like her head's just thrown back like in ecstasy and she's like (laughs) oh my god uh because i'm sure these doctors got tired oh my god yeah no they had they did yeah they they they, like especially like in the victorian era like it was like all this stuff is happening like the like steam engines coming out and it's like steampunk kind of shit i don't know this is what i think of when i think of the early vibrators but yeah so they're like okay machines are a thing now we have to like we are taking on this burden and are we're getting fucking carpal tunnel over here like we need to we need to, we're like, wasting a lot of water it's very wet this is oh i yeah yeah they're just woman after woman it's too much yeah and also like women are like yes i need to go to the doctor and doctor's like oh my fucking hand's tired <laughs> Also, like, <laughs> they probably weren't doing it, like, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, they were probably, like, just, like, bah, 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 you know, like, slapping vaginas around. And, like, <laughs> and it would take sometimes, like, hours for a woman to, like, have an orgasm. And so I'm just, like, oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking can you DIY, okay? Like. I know. Like, uh, do it yourself. At home, you can get this done, girl. You can get this done. And I'm sure, like, there were doctors who were like, yo, listen, you can do this. Yeah, at, at home. home. So in comes the vibrator. So we're in, like, this industrial era, like. The revolution. Like, the in- Yeah, the industrial revolution is happening, and it's happening in all the ways. So, like, doctors are like, okay, yeah, we got we have ways of like making machines do this. So um, instead of rubbing coochies for hours, they were like by hand, they were like, let's get a machine. Yeah. So they were like, let's use science. Let's use science. Yeah. So they, they figured it out. Oh, but before we get into like that, I just want to say one thing. Cause we got to go through the evolution of vibrators. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was like, researching this and a thing popped up and this is definitely a historical urban legend but 
In 54 BCE, Cleo motherfucking Patra had a vibrator, apparently. And was it like a a rain stick? Like, did she fill something with (laughs) beans and then she turned it upside down and they all dribbled down and it vibrated and she was like, ew. No, it was bees. (laughs) In a fucking like gourd or something that she'd like hold to her hold up to her. she'd like shake it probably they get all pissed off they'd start buzzing and like she'd put it on her vagina uh i don't think she had bees in her trap because that <laughs> there's no proof there is no proof uh, but i i do think cleopatra was like making it happen for herself oh, so yeah but i just thought i i kick it off with that little bit of silliness and that's probably not true probably not historically accurate i want to know like i wonder if there's any beekeepers that have tested this how oh how like i how angry do bees get like do they have the do they create enough force i think so i think they create heat too with like all their energy it's like a warming warming vibrator yeah oh wow i mean listen who fucking knows? Like, yeah. this was, like, so long ago. I don't know. There is nothing found, like, no evidence of this found. But, like, mm. I, I just, when I was researching this, this, like, popped up and I thought it was so funny. That's so, so that's funny. probably That's probably fake news, but. Uh, um, she probably just had, like, a bunch of, like, servant men and women, like, oh, rubbing her out I hope all so. day. Oh. Get that, get that coochie taken care of. <laughs> um. Yeah, but so going back to the Victorian era, so that's when the vibrator, like, first came about. Yeah. So uh, it was one of the first home appliances. <laughs> uh, it really was. The, yeah. Um, I think – oh, oh, yeah, because uh, – We'll get to that a little bit later, oh, but let's – Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's okay, – okay. yeah, because we need to, like, get into the steam – there was a steam-powered vibrator that was invented by Dr. George Taylor in 1869. Yeah, called the manipulator. <laughs> this was like, yeah, this was like the first. Uh, the The late 1800s were when the machines took over. So yeah. it was like the doctors d- didn't have to wear those fucking like wrist, like those wrist guards <laughs> wrist anymore. Braces, yeah. yeah, the wrist yeah. braces. They were they They're for their carpal tunnel. Yeah, they were like, you know what? Uh, we need something else to take over. And so, yeah, the manipulator was technically um, a, a steam powered, just like a fucking train. Uh, yeah. Where like the doctor had to shovel coal into it. <laughs> Or like maybe they hired someone. Maybe they hired like someone to like shovel shovel the coal, and then they yeah, were like, like in the other room because it took up two rooms. Jesus Christ! Like the steam engine was in one room, and then the giant like rotating head, like the pistons. <laughs> and then there's just some fucking poor lady in the other room behind the wall that's and like, it's like so loud. Oh, is everything okay in there? Yes, yes. Just uh, take off your take off your hoop skirt and lay down on the table and yeah. spread your legs and take, here comes take this your girdle. giant here comes this like giant fucking I don't even understand how this shit works no, like, I, don't. I, I think I do I, I think there was an engine in one room because it was really big and like the little guy yeah. shoveling the coal and then the doctor yeah. was in the other one and it had like a um, it had like a, a mobile kind of 
like big thing probably that was all like bumpy and then it like just went like bat like a chugga 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 but was it like rubbing on her clit or like her whole like pelvis no no i think it was i think probably you probably on her clit it's like the first computer it took up like an entire room (laughs) and now we hold it in the palm of our hand just like a vibrator now now you can get Um, now you can get one that's a no larger than a tube of lipstick. You can get one that you can wear around your neck. A vibrator? Like as yeah, like a like a necklace. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. I want to see what that looks like so I could see. Oh girl. It's cute. I could be like It's cute. It's like a little it looks like a pen. Oh. Yeah. Um anyway. Yeah. So, I just I could I don't under, I I get it, but I don't get it. Like I don't know how like this would be so scary to like be the one the woman who is like do it like going in for that well yeah Yeah. and I don't think women liked it because um well you doctors didn't like the steam powered one and and another one was being developed um at the same time as this one that was like more the the inspiration for like current day vibrators but um you couldn't make house calls with this and doctors at that time had to make house calls so it if even if you had one of these like steam powered gigantic train engine vibrators, which oh my god, uh, that sounds it's really like horrifying. sitting on a tractor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, all right, pop pop your pussy up there and get it, get it, get it going. Um, yeah, but like you know, even like I don't I don't think women particularly loved it. It's not a relaxing experience. Like no. you know, so, some some women want to you know light a few candles and mm-hmm. put on some Tony Braxton and, mm. you know, like enjoy their me time. And you can't do yeah. that in a doctor's office when it's like, choo-choo. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it's just so horrifying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the next one that came about was in the late 1800s. Yeah. Or 1880s, I should say. Uh, Dr. Granville uh, made this like more portable version. He's like the father of the current day vibrator. Right. Yeah. Because you could you could have it in your home probably. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah. Still had a 40 pound battery though. (laughs) Well but you could like lug that around a lot easier. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But also I I wanted to say with even the steam powered one and with this one uh they weren't they even though it sounds like a steam powered vibrator like steam engine powered vibrator would be significant in terms of the gigawatts that it puts out or whatever <laughs> like it it wasn't oh i see what like you're saying like they like the the horsepower of these contraptions was like nothing nothing yeah yeah, it could take a long time still with these things, these beasts of like, this just like, I just, it, I still can't get over how scary this must have been for ladies and their vaginas. Like, it's just like this monstrous fucking thing coming at your cooter. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine that a, most of the clientele that these doctors got was word of mouth. Like, I would have to rely on... <laughs> A friend having gone and being like, "Oh no, it's great! Like it looks, yeah, it's really right. intimidating. Like, um, 
but don't worry. Trust me, girl. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> is one, Was one of those called the Chattanooga? Uh, <laughs> what one was that? I can't. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, there was one called the Chattanooga that they sold later. Okay, never mind. The Chattanooga Choo Choo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then yeah. and then a little bit later on in 1890, there was the uh, Pulsocon hand crank. <laughs> and this one look, looks like an old fashioned egg beater. Like it has a little cr- hand crank on it. <laughs> and you're just like cranking this thing. And then you direct it towards your <laughs> vagina. <laughs> it's like you're be- you're beating up your pussy, basically, with the, the pussy fucking... Up. Beat the pussy up. Beat the pussy up. Beat the pussy up. <laughs> it's like an egg beater. I'm just like... Now I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It sounds violent. It's, it's scary. Oh. It's like these are heavy machinery coming at your... Coming at your... Your chocha. Do you do it yourself or is someone else like? No, it's like that's the thing. It's like this is like the first personal like, you know, hand. Oh, 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 oh. I, I so. guess it's less horrifying if you're doing it because you could stop right. at any moment. You but can control it. Yeah, I would imagine. OK, women of this era definitely had a bush. And I would imagine that that <laughs> all of a sudden it's a vibrator slash epilator because you're just ripping oh your God. pubes out with that thing. <laughs> Don't get that shit caught. There's gears and knobs and it's a bushwhacker. <laughs> oh my god, I think that's where the term came from. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so early 20th century, yeah. like stuff starts the vibrator picks up steam, so to speak, and becomes the fifth <laughs> the fifth electrical appliance to be introduced into the home alongside the tea kettle, sewing machine, fan, and toaster. Okay. So I want under everybody had this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I want people to understand. Like, top five. You're buying a toaster, you're buying an at home vibrator. Like, that's how much it had permeated yeah. the public. But this is also before it was associated with like sexuality. This yeah. is like for health, but women were like, wink, wink, you know. Right. Well, so, I mean, that's like, I mean, if you think about it, cocaine was for health at some point. Like, true. There's been, there's been a history of things where there have been discoveries or inventions, and they've been used for purposes that are marketed as health, but really they're not, like, healthy. But this is healthy. This is, yeah, yeah. This is healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the... Yeah, they, like, ran ads for it. Uh, Sears, like, was the place that you buy this shit. Yeah. Read the ad in, like, a really ad, like, an ad lady voice. The secret of the ages has been discovered in vibration. Great scientists tell us that we owe us not only our health, but even our life strength to this wonderful force. Vibration promotes life and vigor. Strengthen beauty. Vibrate your body and make it well. You have no right to be sick. <laughs> Oh, that's my, I don't know. That's my, my sales person voice. Your old-timey sales voice. (laughs) My old-timey sales, my, my snake oil voice. Yeah, I love it. I was just going to say that. Yeah, so they were, they were flying off the shelves like hotcakes, like toasters, if you will. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Until 
Until the 1920s. Until the 1920s. Okay. And people were like, well, the porn industry more specifically, but what was called stag films at the time. Yeah. This is like where sexy ladies are like posing without any clothes on. And then they then they start showing up in these little stag films with vibrators using them in sexy ways that people didn't associate them with before you know that people did okay this is the thing like people associated them with feeling sexy but like because there was like a medical umbrella over it like it was acceptable but then like how people use electric toothbrushes (laughs) as vibrators (laughs) yeah that was the thing yeah yeah Uh but was it after this or before that well after this but i'm just saying like how you know what I mean? Like if you were if you're too embarrassed to like get a vibrator and you have an electric toothbrush or the back massager, the like well, the magic wand, the Hitachi. That's not a back massager. Yeah, it's you guys. <laughs> There's a reason. Let me just check and see how many ratings it has on Amazon right now. There's a reason <laughs> it's in my uh, drawer next to my bed and it's not left out on the counter. Let's just say it's not for my back spasms. <laughs> mm. I watched look on. I watched a Vice video that was like two minutes and thirty seconds, and it was the history of the vibrator. It was very quick. I didn't get oh cool. I didn't get any like facts from it really, but um, there was a museum. I think it's like the Sex Museum or something. Or it was like I've a, been to the Sex Museum in New York. Maybe it's like a subdivision of that. It was just all about vibrators, and so they went through like the hand cranked ones and like ones that you could oh, yeah. plug into the wall that had a giant like rotating head thing on it. And uh, they were talking about that one and how it's like the most popular vibrator of all time. The magic wand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it has over thirteen hundred reviews. Yeah. And it's like, it's almost five stars all across the board. It's five stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. So, yeah, there's the, it kind of got fucked up in the 1920s. Yeah. Oh, oh. The, the, the stigma started coming around. Yeah. Uh, of, of, uh, of vibrators kind of got a, like a, the, puritanical bullshit got permeated throughout culture and like um personal massagers and vibrators just uh started getting a little maligned yeah um yeah they were yeah because orgasms were not entering into people's minds they were just thinking vibrators are for for health and um for women's hysteria and helping helping women yeah not not helping women <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then so after this, like, uh, vibrators had to be marketed strictly as health devices. Like, they, it, there was no more vagary around it. Yeah. Uh, like, in the 1930s, like, 1937, the Oster, like, the, I think of, when you think of Oster, you think blender. of, like, blenders. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Same the, company? They came out with, yeah, I think oh. so. They came out with the Stimulax. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, like, it's this thing that you kind of strap to your hand and it makes your whole hand vibrate yeah so uh which is like a marketed improvement from some of the scary shit you'd be putting close to your vagina (laughs) um and then world war ii rolled around and sales for vibrators declined 
But it's weird that that happened because I feel like you'd need them. <laughs> well, well, sales for all appliances declined. So it oh, was just, true. Because people didn't have the money need, to be spending. So yeah, yeah, it, we were in like full like recession. Uh, all materials need to go to make yeah. bullets and bombs. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it wasn't. Uh, so yeah, I think kind of like this the stigma of the stag films set in, um, and also. World War Two was happening and so people just weren't people didn't want to spend money on it because they were like I don't know that's a little taboo and then also it was like okay well I don't have the money to be spending on this so also let's not forget the Great Depression too. right 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 um yeah so and then around 1945 another like vibrator comes out called the gyrolator mm. it's getting cuter it mm. looks like a kind of chody but like more penisy i guess <laughs> <laughs> and then post-world war ii the niagara number one comes out and that was the first vibrator to have force control using a rotary potentiometer that oh. anyone could understand without using a manual like before you needed so to, it like, had levels or it had, I think, had levels. Yeah, had settings, okay, and okay. Uh, and and you didn't have to like read a manual to like understand how it worked. It had simple controls, and it it so a little bit more user friendly, if you will. So people are still yeah. making them. We're starting to leave the dark ages just as we enter the sexual awakening of the 1960s, right? So. There, but there was a period of time which we'll refer to as the Dark Ages between, <laughs> you know, the the early 1900s and the 1960s where it just became very taboo. Uh, and, and also people weren't really buying them. I mean, people still could buy them, but, like, it just wasn't a thing. Um, and yeah. it certainly wasn't at the height of what in the Victorian era when you could go to the doctor and, like, have this done to you. Okay, so we're starting to come out of the Dark Ages. Uh, in the 1960s, there was a feminist called Betty Dodson, and she was starting to champion vibrators again. But, like, not everybody's paying attention. You know, the country was very divided. and They're like, oh, hippies, shut the fuck right, up. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the 1970s also brought the joy of sex, um, which encouraged vibrators and to use them with your partner and, like, really enjoy sex. But still, even that in the 1970s, like, wasn't a big thing. And it wasn't until the 1980s when baby boomers started hitting their 30s and they were like, hey, sex is something we should enjoy. It's not just for the man. How can we, you know, make it better and spice things up? We're in our 30s now. Like, you're, you've probably settled down at that point. How do we make this something that's really fun for everyone? And yeah. um, and so vibrators started to be uh, used in couples. And I think that's really the first time in society where outwardly – it was something that was promoted for, like, you and your partner, good sex mm. for the woman, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and something fucked up, I found, uh, having to do with kind of, like, vibrators as they've come up and become more popular, which, like, I don't know. It's still it's still a little uncomfortable, I think, because there is, like, it, it's like a secret. Like, you don't want to, like talk about yeah. it or buy one at like walmart or something uh but um what's kind of helping to keep things in the dark are advertisements so even as early as the um as the 2000s like 
the earlier 2000s and I don't know if this is still the case I should have looked it up but I didn't um magazine women's magazines like glamour cosmo whatever wouldn't and maybe still don't accept advertising for women's sex toys like vibrators what the fuck but they'll take advertising for viagra (laughs) and it's that thing of like women being oppressed and like their sexuality being seen as something gross or something that's not to be talked about versus a man's sexuality which is like fine to talk about or lack of sexuality I guess if it's yeah like all these like low T like commercials like yeah boost your testosterone she'll love it too right like you know all this stuff it's like what about my clit though yeah <laughs> uh, I mean it's fine but your dick's cool but yeah like, let's talk eh. about things to make it really fun yeah you want to get real fun yeah I'll show you so I thought that was fucked up that's some bullshit yeah, yeah. oh Viagra um but that brings us to today yeah um when vibrators are I mean there's so many different kinds and shapes and sizes and and powers and some are travel and plug-in and battery operated they're they're just like every type you could ever possibly imagine yeah i i have a really really good one i love so much uh (laughs) it's a a lilo oh i've read about that one they're it's awesome yeah it's real nice oh that's fancy fancy yeah it's very fancy oh so nice yeah (laughs) only the best from my pussy no but you know these things it is kind of weird like uh, it's it's still a bit taboo. It's not like they sell these things kind of out in the open, and yet they do because you can buy them from places like Amazon. Yeah. Um, which I have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I that's where I bought mine. Same, but it was really embarrassing. So like, I was like talking to Pete, but it- and I was like, I kind of want a new one. And the one I ha- had was, like, okay, but it was, like, not super powerful, and it was, like, little. And I, and I, and I like, kind of wanted a new one, and then he, he surprised me one day, and he's, like, oh, I got you, like, a – I got you a present. Oh, my God. He's very sweet. I might edit all of this out. Uh, but – so I was, like, ooh. So I was home – oh, no, was I home that day? I can't remember. Anyway, we had had the previous Amazon delivery uh, sent to our neighbors because – um because we weren't home so then he told me this and I was like oh my god like we put a note on our Amazon account to send our packages to our neighbors next door who the guy is a pastor uh oh jeez but he's not opening your packages I know but I was like oh my god and then I I called Amazon when Pete told me he had a package being delivered and I was like um I just want to make sure it gets delivered to our address today and I was like freaking out (laughs) and it was fine it was stupid but yeah you can't see what it is but it's not like there's a there's a fucking sex toy in here (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Pastor Uh, oh my god but then also it makes me think you know how sometimes in you could hear people's phones vibrating (laughs) yeah like I could hear if someone has left their phone on a table downstairs or something and it's like on a hard surface I could hear it and I'm like yeah can my neighbors hear my vibrator no are you sure who cares I mean, they probably are fine with it because a 2009 study shows that half of all Americans 
men, women, gay, straight, use vibrators. Yeah, because that shit's so, fun. So it's fun. Everybody likes it. Mm. I mean, the ones that admit to it anyway. Um, do you have a name for your vibrator? Um, not really, but I was just thinking there. everybody should have a name not only for your vibrator, but also for your clitoris. Oh, too. yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I had I had suggested being in the jackstock. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one? Oh, the clitoris is the bean. Yeah. And then your jackstock is like the thing that you're jacking with. <laughs> or or um, clitoris two, my electric boogaloo. <laughs> Like, don't forget about my clitoris, too, as an also. Oh. And then use my electric boogaloo. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> I call my vibrator. What about you? I call my vibrator Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> and I call my clitoris El Chapo. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was also, uh, I was in the shower and I. I have a Clairsonic, you know, and I was like, I was like washing my face and I was just like, why doesn't Clairsonic come out with a vibrator? They could just call it the Clitsonic. <laughs> the Clitsonic? Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. That thing probably isn't very powerful, though. They need to get some like, they need to get like a motor in there. So, I like mean, a yeah, that's true. Motor. You don't need too much, though. You don't want to like, well, some people do, some people don't, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some people know. are more sensitive I, it's than nice others. To have a, it's nice to have the choice. It's yeah. It's nice yeah, to yeah, have yeah. the, you know, setting. The options. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. So uh, also another thing I just wanted to like touch on just so we can kind of like destigmatize this and like bring it back to like health and stuff. Uh, yeah. Health and and wellness. Um. So the same 2009 study that shows that half of all Americans use vibrators or have used vibrators in the past, uh, some of the some very interesting other things came out with this study. Mm. Uh, more than 50% of women participants had used a vibrator, with nearly one in four having done so in the past month, and more than 70% of women reported having never experienced any side effects associated with vibrator use. Uh Blah blah blah. What would be a side uh, effect besides bliss? Uh, like you know, like maybe like some genital numbness or like uh, irritation or inflammation if you're really going for it. Uh, I think most of these women too, uh, were more likely to have better gynecological health too. Like they'd go oh. get themselves checked more often. Okay, uh, because you're like you're more paying attention with your body. Yeah, you're just more right. comfortable. You're with more your body comfortable. You're not ashamed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then forty five percent of men, both gay and heterosexual, reported incorporating a vibrator into sexual activities. Uh, of men who've used vibrators, ten percent had done so in the past month. About fourteen percent in the past year, and about twenty one percent more. Than one year ago, men who reported having used vibrators, particularly those with more recent use, were more likely to report participation in sexual health promoting behaviors mm -hmm. such as testicular self-exam. And then men who had used vibrators recently also scored themselves higher on four of the five factors used to measure sexual function, erectile function, which are erectile function, intercourse satisfaction, 
orgasmic function and sexual desire. And then another separate study uh, that was done by the Kinsey Institute found that women who use vibrators are more likely to keep regular gynecological appointments, like I said, and experience higher levels of desire, arousal, lubrication, and orgasm. So the more you're fucking going for it with your vibrator, the better chances you have of like having more orgasms when you have intercourse, like have sex. Well, I think it's because there, there's not a lot of maybe pressure every time you have sex in, in a way, but also you know what you like and you're not exactly you're not uncomfortable sharing that with your partner. Exactly, and that should go for everyone. I mean, especially like it's it's nice. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't. I haven't been with a new partner in a very long time, but it is nice uh, being able to like share that and being so comfortable with your partner. And yeah, uh, like, you know, as you kind of age into your relationships, yeah, you lose a little bit of the of the excitement in the beginning of being new or whatever. But you also have like such it's so much more like satisfactory because yeah. you're comfortable and you can share and you feel comfortable with your partner. And yeah, so you can incorporate these kinds of things. I love that there are so many men that are like open to this. And hell yeah. It's so and sex positive for the woman. Exactly. And I think there's like, uh, there's also like this stigma. I think that men kind of get like self-conscious about yeah. like when women like they're use not vibrators. enough or something they're not enough like that is not true no. like that is it that is completely it all works together it works together it makes things better yes. and more intense and awesome yeah and like if you it like if you're having some like kind of like blahs in the in your sex life like with your longtime partner get a vibrator yeah. in there get a cock ring in there get a fucking cool like toy in there yeah. and that really helps a lot um and it's just and increases fun it's just fun and something to it's try fun. and if you hate it don't do it again but like yeah you don't why have, not? you don't have to yeah it's fun like you should be trying new things and yeah you know. um and also like another thing that's a, an annoying like um kind of notion is that vibrators are for like lonely women that's not true no. i'm married as fuck and i have a vibrator yeah uh, I have tons of friends who can get it whenever they want. Yeah. Because they're hot ass bitches and they like, they're like, I'll get a dick. I'll catch a dick whenever I want. And they use vibrators all the time. Like, it's just, it's just, it, you, it's self-care. It makes first me of all. a happier person and a more, it, a, a less anxious person and a more relaxed person. Like, mm-hmm. it just makes me like, yeah, some, it, it. It's almost like the Victorian era was onto something. It's not always sexual. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. It, sometimes it's just like I feel anxious or I feel stressed or whatever, and it's just a nice way to be to like calm down. It's both. Yeah, it's both it's things. Both. Yeah, because because your sexuality should not. That's the thing. A lot of women like have a hard time like achieving orgasms and like and and the same can go for men. Yeah. Because a lot of it can be mental. Yeah. There's definitely like a psychological aspect to it. And if you kind of just take the shame and the like overthinking out of this and just like become more comfortable with yourself and like try new things out and just be sexy with your, you know, yourself. Yep. Then everybody's going to have a great time. Yeah. And also there are 
besides all that, there are there are actual definite health benefits. Like uh, orgasms are great for stress and depression. Mm-hmm. Like they help lower your 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 anxiety. Uh, there's studies out there that show that it can help lower the risk of breast cancer in both men and women. Um, it could possibly aid in curing the common cold, which is awesome. Oh my god! That I've I've said this. I forget what episode it was. It's one of my top uh, hangover cures. Hangover cures. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, just get the blood flowing a little bit. Yeah. Some people work out. I don't do that. I just masturbate. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. It's how you stay uh, in shape. It's how you stay in shape. Uh, and it also just like we were saying, orgasms just allow women to just have this control in their lives. Uh, it, it, so many things can be out of control and like cause anxiety. If you have control of your 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 personhood and your pleasure and partially your health, it it helps everything. It helps everybody. Yeah. The biggest thing is just don't ever don't feel shame yeah. about this. Like let's normalize it and and feel good about it and be and be as healthy and happy as possible. Yeah. Like don't do it in public, but uh Yeah, no, that's that's a crime. <laughs> That's inappropriate. But do it at home with the door closed. Uh, and it's fine. Or like at least go into a Starbucks bathroom <laughs> if you have to. Um, I've never had the urge that strongly, but maybe you have. Uh, and they now make little lipstick size vibrators. Yeah. So you could carry it around in your purse and no one will know. Um, oh, yeah. And then what's the website? Oh, the, okay. Um, so Broad City. Yeah. One? So we talked a little bit. I just rewatched the last two episodes of the of season three because they're just going into season four um yeah and they're like packing for their birthright trip and uh they're like oh did you pack your vibrator yes like that was like one of the things on the checklist (laughs) um which is cute but anyway such a sex positive show such a female positive show like it's just you know they're they're feminists and they're talking out about things that we think about all the time and no one's really given a voice to and it's so awesome but even more awesome is that they've created a broad city sex toy line which we mentioned in the beginning there's so many sex toys like I I don't even know what all these things are or what they do like (laughs) I I'm not like that well versed or anything but I know they have like a bullet vibrator I know they have a lipstick vibrator I know they have um like a butt plug a butt plug a rabbit uh they have kegel balls like they have like all this stuff um and it's pretty cool um and it's in partnership with the website lovehoney.com so you can search broad city love honey and you'll see a ton of articles have been released about it this week it's super cool um and all of the descriptions are amazing uh so you should yeah. click through and read those cuz they're probably written by um you know people who write for the show and they're really funny and it's just yeah it's cool so if you're like a little nervous hopefully this feels like it's normalizing it a little bit more since they're involved and it's not something you should be ashamed of or worried about um yeah this is a call to our lady friends yeah to order if you don't have a vibrator i i think it's a good thing to have yeah in your try it in your back pocket it's great <laughs> It's great. If you're nervous about it, you could uh, message me, have it sent to my house. I'll put it in another. I won't open it. I'll put it in another package that's even more discreet, <laughs> and I'll send it to you. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> it's just like a huge fucking box that shows up. Yeah. And it's a teeny little. <laughs> and it's going to say fragile on the side and this end yeah. up with an arrow so yeah. that people think it's like a, a vase or something. Yeah. Uh, but really, mm-hmm. it's it's your fun. It's your fun time. It's a it's a toy for your vagine. For your vagine. Then we can start a girl gang and call ourselves the clitorati. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll love it. I'll love it. I Oh yeah. man. That's all I got. Yeah, we've talked uh, a lot. Yeah. Um get yourself a vibrator. Treat yourself. Follow us on social meds. Yeah. Uh Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. At DTFU podcast, um, send us a story if you have a good one. Yeah, uh, if you have some fun, sexy stories you want to share, yeah. maybe your vibrator went off in your desk drawer at work or something. Oh. I don't know. That'd be cra- that'd be intense. In your luggage or something. <laughs> in your luggage, they thought it was yeah. A bomb or yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, shoot us a yeah a story at DTFU podcast at gmail.com. Um, go to the secret Facebook group. Uh, you could just search it, or it's pinned to the top of the uh, DTFU podcast Facebook page. It's uh, just dude, comma that's fucked up, like all spelled out. Yep. Um, and we'll we'll let you in. Um, did we ever say this was the twenty fifth episode? It's the twenty fifth episode. <laughs> so exciting. I'm excited for it's us. It's so fun. It's so fun. <sighs> All right. All right, guys. Um, be excellent to each other. Be excellent and to your bodies. Most definitely be excellent to your clit. <laughs> if you have one. Be excellent if to you your have partner's one. clit. If they don't have one, this it's fine. Just ignore that. <laughs> be excellent to yourselves and your entire being. Yeah. Here's to sexual freedom. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Chin chin. Chin chin. I I don't have anything to (laughs) (laughs) say. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.